Welcome back to Library Land Loves, a podcast from the Ontario Library Association. I am Michelle Arbuckle, Director of Education and Member Engagement here at OLA. And I am coming to you today from mid-January, where I am working from home under stay-at-home orders from the government with both my child and my partner. We are all in this house. Uh, we do leave occasionally for our government-mandated physical education activities outside. But um, we're inside for the most part, and it has been difficult to say the least. So we thought today might be a good time, a timely topic to talk about how are we getting things done? How are we getting things done with everyone at home with us? Um, so we're going to talk to someone today who has some firsthand knowledge of this. And I am very happy today to bring to the pod Lindsay Ziervogel. Lindsay is, of course, she is a dear friend, but she's also a Toronto-based writer, arts educator, and a love letterer. We'll talk about that in a second. Her first novel, Letters to Amelia, comes out with Book Hug Press in 2021, and she has two place-based picture books coming out with Kids Can Press. She has work that's been widely published in Canada and the UK, and her hand-bound books, come on, how cute. Her hand-bound books are housed in the permanent collection at the Thomas Fisher Rare Book Library here in Toronto. In addition to leading ongoing creative writing workshops with adults and youth through the Toronto Public Library, she's also the director of Wordplay's Writing in the City, a creative writing program for youth based out of type books in Toronto. And she is also, I mean, how much is this woman doing? She's also teaching storytelling and narrative and Humber's professional writing and communications postgrad program. So she's getting a lot of stuff done. I think it's about time we talk to her about how the hell she's getting all this stuff done. We'll be back in just a minute. Hello and welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here in my basement. We are so glad to have you. And let's put a little context here. So I just read a very um, incredible, frankly, bio about all of the work that you've done, all the work that you're doing. Give us some little context of what it looks like in your house right now. What are you dealing with there? So I have two kids. One is almost six in an SK. One is three and a half and not in any sort of programming. Uh, and my husband is also working from home. Um, it is a little uh, much. That is an understatement. It is a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, we do, we own a home, which is, well, I mean, do we own a home? The bank owns a home, but we have a, a space, which is mm -hmm. helpful. So I'm in mm -hmm. the basement right now. Our basement was not particularly functional before this pandemic. It is now used literally every minute of the day by somebody. Um, mm -hmm. We also, when it was warm out, we have, we have a sunroom that is, you know, just a bunch of glass that where we used to keep bikes and that is also my office when it is not hovering around zero so that is my favorite place to be but um it is far too cold and the number of times yeah. i've looked up how to insulate a sunroom um over the last few months has been a lot right yeah. it is impossible there just but. needs there just needs to be more sun is frankly what we yes need, yes right it's part of the challenge <laughs> so you have one child that's in virtual school programming and yeah. another that you're just trying to keep busy yes the day. yes okay all right, so you're well poised to speak to this topic of, 
of how are we getting stuff done? So even before this pandemic, I mean, this pandemic has been, you know, put everything to a next level, but I have never had full-time childcare. So I have always uh, Mm -hmm. had a kid at home at least one, if not multiple days a week. So I have not, again, it doesn't make this uh, a a lot easier, but I have had practice doing it. I didn't love it when it was happening before, but I have done it before. Right. Yes. It's practice I okay. wish I hadn't had. Yeah. Well done, you. You've done, <laughs> you've done quite well <laughs> giving these challenges. I'm <laughs> impressed. All right. So you have a top five list of, um, of ways that you are finding to be helpful for you to get things done. Is it a ranked list? I don't know if it's ranked in order, but the first one, uh, maybe it is. The first one is definitely the most important thing to me. The rest, you okay. can switch up. So the first thing... Uh, for me has always been to do the most important thing to me first thing in the day. So ideally that's before the kids wake up, um, but that doesn't always happen because my children need to get up very early to find out if the Raptors won last night or not. So they are up very early (laughs) to to figure that out. Um, You can't waste a minute of the morning not knowing, you know, what Lowry's stats were. So, uh, so even if my children are awake, my the most important thing to me is writing my own work, my own creative work. So I'm working on a novel project. Sometimes it's working on an essay. Uh, so I always do that absolute first thing um, before my brain gets really full of emails and my to-do list that just scrolls and scrolls and scrolls. Uh, so I have found that like when my kids were babies, um, when I didn't have enough childcare, and now when I have zero childcare, I find that that sets me up for uh, way more success with everything else in the day, whether it's parenting, whether it's, you know, finding any sort of patience, whether it's, you know, literally anything else on my to-do list. If I've done the thing that makes me feel most like me, the thing that's Mm -hmm. most important to me, I can weather the rest with a little more grace. So that has always been like the thing that keeps me going. That's really great advice. I mean, it follows the, you know, the airplane, um, put your own mask on first kind of thing, like take care of yourself, energize yourself, in some cases, maybe just fulfill yourself with the thing that gets you going, gets your juices going, gets your creativity going. But you're right. If you're tackling the most um, important issue of the day, it might, it's for me anyway, it might be the one that you've been avoiding. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> and is, it could be the most challenging thing. So mm-hmm. getting it out of the day first. I mean, whenever I do it, whatever I have done that, it makes me just feel so um, invincible. Like right? it really gives me a charge. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. feeling that like that sense of fulfillment. And like, again, I write for 20 minutes a day. It's not like I have like hours to do this. It's a very short window that I have. Um, but if I do it, I feel so much better. <laughs> All right. So our first tip is to get the most fulfilling thing done first. Uh, the thing that charges you up, the thing yeah. that is going to get you through the rest of the day. And, the, and, and you know, just get it done when you know you're going to have the time to kind of devote to it maybe first thing in the morning. The people who are not morning people are exactly. going to hate us right now. But I have to agree that I think I've trained myself since I've had a kid to do just that, to get the thing done while they're still asleep. And, uh, and it saves me. I mean, I'm getting up right now at 5.30 and working until 8.00 on like the focused thing I need to do. And then, you know, my daughter's eight, so she knows enough that she can just get up and turn the TV on quietly and get her own breakfast until I get up to get her ready for school. But that is a huge, that block of time where I can just focus on stuff is, yeah, it's saving me. So, great. And I will say my husband gives 
uh, my kids breakfast, you know, tells them if the Raptors won or not, right. gives them the stats. Uh, so I also let that, that is something that I am not doing because I am using that window to work. I, I, and I have a lot, a lot to do. I try to get up early, early, like in the fives, yeah. as I like to call it in the fives. I hate getting up in the fives. Um, and I am a morning person, but I also love sleep. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's a tricky thing. Also, my daughter isn't always sleeping through the night, so it's, yeah. it's exhausting. Um, but I do know that uh, otherwise I'm a terrible person and a terrible parent, and I hate everything right. and everyone if I don't do even just that yeah. one thing. Yeah. That Good. I love. Okay. That's why it's the number one tip. All right, let's go to the next one, number two. So the thing that I have been uh, noticing is that it's really hard for me to get into work quickly. So, you know, I have a window, it's very small, you know, I have an hour chunk. uh, And, you know, then I like look on Instagram or then I hop on Twitter or then I, you know, scroll through 8,000 emails and then almost all of a sudden the hour, my window's gone. And then I, Mm -hmm. again, resent and hate everything and everyone, um, which I'm trying to avoid. So I have realized that I need to get into work quickly. And the way for me to do that is to um, use music. So I have music and it happened organically and now I just laugh at myself. So it was not intentional. So when I'm writing, I listen to the same Department of Eagles album that I've been listening to since 2010. So the minute I hear that album, I am instantly like, I know in my, I know that I'm supposed to be writing. Right. Um, when I'm working on all of my Humber coursework and prep, I listen to the Adele album, her first album. Again, I have not listened to that album since it probably came out, but all of a sudden mm-hmm. I put it on and then I'm just like, I'm in like Humber mode. Interesting. Um, when I'm writing grants, because uh, I also do a lot of grant writing, I listen to the Amelie soundtrack. Uh-huh. And it's, again, it's like not music that I would just generally have around a lot of the time, but I it mean, just you know, instantly... Don't... Don't underestimate the ability for the accordion to motivate. Right? I need yeah. some piano and a little bit of French, <laughs> and then I'm like in Paris and writing a grant, getting stuff done, you know? Um, so I find that that has made, and again, I don't always take my own advice, but I know that when I do do it, I can get inside the work that I need to do a lot faster as opposed to just like, you know, waffling around. Mm-hmm. Um, makes a big difference for me. That is really interesting. I've, I've never... I've, I've heard of uh, only a few other people who have done that where, you know, while they're working on one project, they're listening to the same thing. Another writer, actually. Um, but I've never used music in that way. I mean, I have CBC Radio on down here, Radio 2, and so it just is going through whatever is on during the day. Um, but to have a very specific soundtrack that is setting your brain up for what you're about to do is a really interesting way to approach that. I only used to do it with writing, and now I've just noticed that I've been, you know, pressing play on the same albums mm-hmm. for these other projects, and I, it, it works for me, and it, I think it also, this was something that I would do when I would be, um, like, doing writing residencies, because I wasn't very good at them, because I, again, like, you know, I just have these, like, long days, and I wouldn't know what to do with them, like, what I would give for that, but anyways, mm-hmm. I don't have that anymore, <laughs> but I found that what I needed to do was sort of to create some sort of continuity, so I felt like... Um, I could pick up where I left off. So mm-hmm. in those situations, I would often wear the same clothes. I mean, I wouldn't have a lot of clothes with me because I'd be traveling, but um, I'd wear the same clothes. I'd sit in the same place. Like I would mm-hmm. prefer to sit in the same place and move. That's what I used to do before my house was full of people all the time. Like I had, mm-hmm. you know, the kitchen table was where I would do X job and, you know, the bedroom was where I would do another job. And then my daughter's room has really nice lights. So I would work there for, you know, another 
pocket of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I, can't, I don't have the ability to move locations to change my brain space, um, I have to use music. It's really interesting. I like that a lot. Yeah, I'm lucky enough that I do have, right now anyway, one space that I'm using all the time. And you're right. And and I can't see it um, during the rest of it. So I had been working at the dining room table, which was not good for my mental health because I could see the work all the time. And so now that I have a a separate that I can close the door on the basement um, and just come down here to do this, you're right. It does put you in a different mindset. But um, that's a privilege that I have. We have a basement that we can do that, right? All right, so that takes us from number two, which was um, figuring out how to get into your work quickly. Hot tip there, love it. Tip number three. Um, so kids, this is kid-related. Uh, I feel like parents are going to roll their eyes, but I am so a believer in this. So my daughter naps. She's still three. She probably shouldn't nap because she stays awake so late, but it's the only window that I can work. So when my son was in school, you know, I still have this work window. Um, so we have made it quiet time for the entire house. So my almost six year old goes up to his room and he, I mean, he's not quiet cause he's yeah. almost six. Um, but he reads, he writes, he has a, he has, you know, all these sort of crafts in his room, um, or like a craft craft supplies in his room. And he calls it his yeah. workshop cause we've been mm-hmm. watching a lot of Fraggle Rock. Uh, <laughs> and he goes to his room and that is, it's quiet time and it's two hours long, which doesn't always work. Um, when we started it, it was um, it was like half an hour, twenty minutes, half an hour. Yeah. But we've built it up, and uh, he'll he'll come down usually about halfway through and get himself a snack. Other oh. tip: ha- we have a snack cupboard. Absolutely. And like you know, before I'd always be like, oh, let's make sure we're eating some protein and a vegetable and a blah blah blah. And now I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. And he just makes himself a huge bowlful of sour goldfish, like those goldfish crackers, but those Delish. sour ones. Yeah. And two oatmeal cookies and he like brings a little you know tea towel and he sets up a little picnic and it is the best two hours of my day is the best so that is what I recommend to everyone to institute well that is incredible Um, I mean you've done really some solid parenting there that your child will do that I'm impressed I don't know that I my eight-year-old could handle a two-hour block of time but that is that is a uh, you know a goal something to to strive for I think. I mean even an hour if you know that you have an hour every day where you're not going to be interrupted, and and like he knows that he's like I can't like if he comes yeah. downstairs he's going to get rage mom like he's not <laughs> it is not going to be met with joy and kindness like this is my window I need it as much as he does and I actually think he needs it now like he and and I mean I set him up I don't just like throw him in his room and call it a date like you know I'll set up some books that he's interested in or you know pull out some markers yeah give him some ideas to sort of play with Um, but it has been it has saved me I I mean mean, sometimes if he's like really having a hard time in his room like he'll head outside and go shoot hoops so right right. all all that yeah Um, yeah but that's great um that remind me with the snacks. So I, every morning, usually make some smoothies, a, a fruit smoothie or some kind. And I've been taking the excess and we have like a little um, uh, popsicle maker, like the little, is it Zolo brand? Whatever that one with the silicone pops is, you know, it's a ring pop. And mm-hmm. so I, every morning I make um, six popsicles with this thing, which is only like about an ounce per popsicle. Mm-hmm. And so that I'm like, okay, if it's your snack, come down, grab a popsicle. And then it's in her head, you know, a huge snack, but it's just a smoothie. I'm not going to tell her the truth, but yeah. No. So she's going through, you know, it's recess time. Okay. You can have, you know, a cheese string and a, and a popsicle. And a popsicle. Yeah. That's right? awesome. 
I also will add to that that uh, with the like kid food thing. I just find like managing kids and food it just drives me crazy because it's like nonstop all the time. Yeah. Um, so I don't often do it. My husband doesn't mostly, but we have lunches made in the mornings, oh. and we actually even put them in their lunch boxes because they don't mind it. And they also don't mind eating similar things every day. And it mm-hmm. takes, because like, you know, if I have a window and I get to work until the 11th hour, I don't want to have to come upstairs and then like spend a whole bunch of time making food that they're A, going to hate anyways. Mm-hmm. This way, you know, if they're in their lunch boxes, it's kind of like no one made them. Like they just, they have to eat them because they're in their lunch boxes. Right. Versus like, <laughs> you know, deciding midway through, you know, a grilled cheese sandwich that actually they want a taco. It's like, well, it's in there. So you have to eat it. Um, so options, that has also yeah. been, and it also just takes out, I mean, uh, like uh, my husband and my husband and my, our lunches are also prepped. So like we're Ugh. just not spending time in the middle yeah. of the day when everyone's like mid work and trying to like, you know, hand off work yep. and kids, whatever, spending that time, like making food. Cause that way Brilliant. I can like spend that time eating the food, not yes. making the food. Cause yes. it's, it's disruptful. Yes. And it makes sure that you eat, right? Exactly. Yeah. Instead Last of just, week, you know, yeah, there was a day I didn't have anything prepped. I didn't have time. I think I had 10 minutes before my next meeting. I grabbed a yogurt and a handful of beef jerky. And you should have grabbed a popsicle. Not... <laughs> But, you know, I, I we spend all this time thinking about them and then we'll, you know, we'll end up being in the basement, like scrounging around. I'm, I'm chewing, you know, chiclets for lunch instead of finding something with, with substantial nutritional value. Totally. And no one had like, I mean, maybe other people do, but I don't have the brain capacity. Like, I don't want to think about food in the middle of the day. I'm like no. going from work. Yeah. To, you know, a small window of parenting to like getting Jack upstairs and putting Claire to bed. And like, I, I, I just don't want to invest in, yeah. you know, food. I, I mean, I would love like, to. I would love to invest. For sure. In, but not going to. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, eat pickles not, and not these days. Lunch. Yeah. yeah. All right. So institute some quiet time for the kids. Love that. Let's all have a goal of <laughs> putting our child in their room for two hours. Wow. Yeah, that is. St- start with 15 minutes. Start okay, with half an hour. All right. Okay. When, so we started this when Jack was really young because Claire was still napping. And again, I was working from home mm-hmm. and I had no childcare. So I was like, you have to go in your room and you just yep. have to be there. <laughs> I think we got him trains to start. So he would play with trains. Like there was like a really fun toy in his room that he could sort of build with at first. Nice. That's great. Highly recommend. All right. So that brings us to tip number four. So you have an office. I kind of have a corner of a basement, but I can't always be in that basement. Um, mm-hmm. Depends on sort of who needs to be where. So uh, having a portable office has been key. So mm-hmm. I always know where my headphones are. I have a different notebook for each project that I'm working on. Uh, so I make sure that I have all of the, the notebooks that I need. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my to-do list. I used to have a planner, but I've decided that I don't need the the planner doesn't work with how I'm scheduling things these days. It has to be a bit right. more fluid than writing it in a, in a planner. Um, but I do have like my to-do list. So having it all in one place so I can just pick it up. I have a little lap desk because I might be working on the couch or my bed or my daughter's room or the basement. Like I, I have to be able to just like take it all and know that I have everything with me because literally nothing makes me more frustrated than being in the middle of getting into a task, you know, I've got my Amelie soundtrack on, I'm going, and then I realize, you know, I don't have the right notebook, or I don't right. have my headphones, or I don't have, like, the thing I need, and then I have to go upstairs, and then the kids see yes. me, and then it gets all, like, that part, I have yeah. to streamline. So, yeah, having everything I need 
I sometimes put it in a little, like a tote bag, and I just like tote it around the house. It's like going to a coffee shop. Um, And I find that that, having everything I need in one place is key. You know, having pens that work. Yes. Because again, I don't want to be stuck in my bedroom realizing I don't have a pen. I go out to get a pen, and then I'm, you know, navigating you're stuck in a conversation. Over. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Now, do you also put snacks in your bag? I don't, but I should. Okay, yeah. That I is a really it. good idea. Yeah, I put that in the basement um, a kettle and a teapot and a few oh. of my teas because I have doubles because I used to have them at the office. So now I have a little tea. I don't have you know a refrigerator or anything down here, but I have a little tea corner where I can. That is tea. genius. That That's is great. genius. It's great. Yeah. It's also because then again, I can. If I have wireless headphones on, like in the middle of a meeting, if my camera's not on, I can walk over and make my tea and kind of multitask. Yeah. Yes, multitasking. The other day I was in a huge faculty meeting and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stretch. Because <laughs> no one, because I want to stretch. It's on my list of things to do. I'm never going to get to it because right. who has time to stretch? So I was like, I'm going to double task. Forget the unitasking. Yes. It's double task. Yeah. If Triple you're in task. meetings that are big enough and they allow you to have your camera off. Yes. Absolutely. Use that window. Yes. Like, you know, I'm not going to go and like do another project that like I can't take my brain away from it, but I can Mm -hmm. do things like stretch. Mm -hmm. Use my Theragun. Exactly. As long as as you're, you got to make sure you mute. Yeah. 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 Camera off and mute. And then you can, (laughs) you just go for it. Absolutely. All right. So that was number four, create a portable office. I love that. And also there's just so many cute things that you can get for your portable office these days. Like you can't, the, the listeners can't see this, but I got this little cute thing beside me, a little organizer. Where I can put all of the things that like my notes and, you know, my USB drives and all my things on it so that I have access to it over here. I have my wipeable calendar. Like I just like having my stuff around me again. It makes me happy. Totally. Well, it makes you feel like you're like, quote unquote, working, right? Because it's yeah. hard to feel like you're working when you're not leaving the office, when there's kids around all the time, when there's like, you know, breakfast dishes around, like all of that stuff. It's hard to exactly. really like get your brain focused. Yes. All right. So that takes us to number five. What do you got? Okay. So this one I'm terrible at, but I'm working very hard at it. Mm. It is to rest. Mm. So that for me means going to bed early, which mm. I am not great at, but I am right. really trying to focus on. I have an alarm set in my phone that says, I think it says like, start getting ready for bed. You will love yourself if you do this. Cause it reminds uh. me that I will love myself if I do this. So yeah. that's helpful. I also have, you know, a follow up because I obviously don't listen to the first one because I just don't like following rules. Is the follow <laughs> up like, speaking? did you hear me? Why are you ignoring me? <laughs> I said you'll love yourself. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, knowing when to call it. Like, so, you know, there's always that one more thing that I can do or, yeah. you know, the, t- the number of times I just shift that whole chunk of things onto tomorrow's to-do list. And sometimes... I really just have to be okay with that. Sometimes it's important to just be like, I have hit the wall. I can't do anymore. I'm not going to, as opposed to just like pushing through because, you know, I know myself and I know that when I'm exhausted, you know, working after the kids go to bed at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock, if you're my three-year-old, because she naps, whoops. Um, You know, I know that I'm not going to be able to navigate some new online system. I know that that is not going to be what I can do. So I need to be clear with myself and just not do it. So there are things like that, like knowing, wasn't it Kenny G, no one to fold them? Like you just, I just have to know when it's time Kenny to Rogers. call Don't Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. Kenny G. <laughs> we were just talking about Kenny G with my neighbors. He's a very short, he's five foot two. <laughs> Sorry. You'd think you'd get that with the, like the saxophone. It gives some perspective, but no. 
But They're no, small saxophones. shocking. No, yeah, <laughs> custom. <laughs> the piccolo sax. Yeah. Um, well, that is a great tip. I mean, and you know, that is a danger right now that I think we're all having. Like I said, when my office was in my dining room, it was hard for me to step away and not be working. I would hear the chime of an email come in and, you know, my daughter and I'd be in the middle of a show and I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to check that because yeah. you know, the office is right there so I can just check it and then I'd get sucked into something. So totally. you're right. Making those boundaries are really important, especially right now because we're just so seeped in it all the time. Totally. My friend Kelsey has something that I think she's trying to brand, which I think she calls death tab Friday or kill tab Friday. Basically Friday at five when you just kill all the tabs in your browsers. Oh, this I is know, genius. Like, like, didn't you just feel a weight come yes. off your shoulders when you think about closing yes. all those tabs? I mean, right now, I think I have 17 tabs up over three browser windows, which is not the worst. I've heard no. people have way worse. But um, yeah, the ability to just kill all your tabs on Friday, it, ha it, it distances you mentally like now is the time i am shutting this down i'm not coming back until whenever you have to work again right but yeah yeah taking that time to distance yourself and uh and rest because yeah it's important to everything and the pace that we are working at right now is like it's untenable it is really hard to keep this pace up yeah. um i'm trying really hard to have one day at the weekend where i don't work because I, I work so many freelance gigs that it's Yes. It's impossible to do it between nine, you know, nine to five. What is even that? But between Monday to Friday. Um, but I try by sort of Saturday at noon, like when we have lunch with kids, I, that is when I stop work and I right. made the mistake of letting it bleed or, or deciding to work Sunday instead. And it is a terrible idea. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can ha keep the momentum of Friday into Saturday, but I can't pick up again on Sunday. It's a, it's yeah. a bad thing. Yeah. Um, and like Good. part of resting for me is because I have a hard time just stopping. So I have been rewatching Schitt's Creek and it is everything I need right now. Right. Yes. That like is I need a answer. thing to like turn my brain into yep. the goodness of the world. Right. Right. Turn it into a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Well, these are fantastic tips. Thank you for your wisdom, for, uh, for all of your efforts here, for your time. My God, you just gave me, you know, 40 minutes of your time, which is huge. I, I've, I've taken a chunk out of your day. Um, and thank you for testing these out. And uh, I want to know how it goes over the next, maybe you'll have new tips for us like six weeks from now. Oh gosh. <laughs> just lie in bed all day and weep. That will be my tip <laughs> six weeks from now. Just throw your computer in the bathtub and cry. <laughs> Well, before then, let's try these tips out, everybody, and, uh, <laughs> and see if this makes a difference to our day. Thank you so much for your time today, Lindsay. It was lovely to see you, and best of luck. Thank you so much. Zier Vogel for joining us today. That was a wonderful discussion about ways that we can be more productive, how we can get things done while our kids are at home. And I also just want to make a note, you know, we didn't talk much about this because Lindsay works mostly freelance, but I think for those of us who are managers, who are managing staff, it's also just such an important time to be human and, you know, realize the capacity that everyone has at home and what we're all dealing with. And to just be more forgiving about those of us that have kids at home, those that are on your teams that have kids at home, 
And, um, you know, my daughter came down this morning in the middle of a staff meeting because she was excited about um, getting all the words correct on her spelling test and wanted to give me a high five. And I, at the, in my instinct in the moment was to say, get out of here, get back upstairs. But she came in and she actually came onto the camera and gave a thumbs up and I told everybody what was happening. And they were really excited and it was just a really sweet moment and she felt really celebrated because they were so happy and uh, that doesn't happen every day necessarily. But I think, you know, just those moments of humanity of recognizing somebody might have a kid on their lap during a meeting, somebody might have a kid interrupting as much as we're trying to train our children for those, you know, quiet hours or to stay out of, uh, out of our office spaces while we're trying to work. They're kids and I think it's a time for us to just let them be kids when we have to and uh, and to let our staff be parents when they have to and that's going to be hard but we're all trying to do different things right now so let's all just try to be more helpful and respectful to each other during this time i think it'll help us get through this more easily so that's my final my, my sermon for today <laughs> thank you so much for joining us for this chapter Thanks again to Lindsay for joining me. I hope that uh, you all found some helpful tips for, the, for today. And I would love to hear your tips. What are you doing to uh, get through this time and get things done around your house when you've got little ones running around, um, whether they be children or cats or other people that might be taking up your time? Um, we'd love to hear about how you're doing and anything, any tips you might have for, for everyone else to help us learn and make our way through. So thank you so much. That's all the time we have for today's chapter, but we will see you again next week. Talk to you soon.